Good morning, sports fans. Welcome again to another episode of the Nerds Who Live podcast. As always, and as people like to point out, I'm Nicholas. Apparently, that's a, my intro is funny to some people. <laughs> Keith, at my gym, and I get made fun of for it. But I don't fucking care. I mean, it's kind of cute, though. Thanks for, the, thanks for the invitations, guys. Anyway, so again, thank you for tuning in. To this episode. So, this episode, um, though education and information uh, dispersion has always been the main focus of this show, uh, and that's what this is, but I don't really, um, actually I never, I don't don't talk shit. I'm not a shit talker. Um, It's not my thing, and I'm not going to talk shit, but... Over this past weekend, I went to a few meets, and we're not run well. And there's many, many factors that go into that. And, you know, um, I'm not going to talk on them or even point them out or do anything of that sort because that would be disrespectful and also not my place. But I thought it would be important to actually cover meet day etiquette, really just meet day information, and even meet day selection for the athlete, but as well as for the handler slash coach, because those are two different jobs. And I love meet day. So I love, I love game day. I love going to competitions. I love helping at them. I've worked them. I've helped handle people. Obviously I've competed, um, you know, and it is my favorite part of the sport, truly. And it's what, it is the culmination of what we train. We are all trying to um, show up at the best part of our, you know, of ourselves on that day, and that is like one of the biggest points of training. So, meet day though is, in contrast, training is a set of controlled variables that you do for that set amount of time while you're going forth and building yourself up. You try to control the variables, the factors. To be consistent, though, once you do that, meat day itself is a living organism. You cannot control meat day. You have to be adaptable. You can't go in there thinking like, you know, some people say, oh, it's another training day. And in some ways, like, sure, you can do that mentality in the sense of I'm not going to, like, I'm still lifting. I'm still doing my techniques, my cues. And yes, but in the sense that it is not the same and that things can happen. You know, uh, my my buddy Ranson just competed at the Kern. And he couldn't hear what was going on in out front in the warm-up room because they didn't set up a like either a monitor or a screen so they could see where they were at. And they couldn't hear the announcer because the music was so loud and they couldn't see anything. So he was taking his last warm-up for squats as they called him up to the platform, which caused him to drop the bar, ended up hurting uh, our buddy Sean, who was wrapping his knee, and then he ended up having to rush 
do a rush knee wrap job to get on the platform just so he wouldn't scratch it. He ended up missing his first because he didn't have the proper wrap and he was rushed and frantic. So again, so like, just like that, like how do you plan for that? You can't. So with that, when you go to meet day, you have to be prepared to improvise. Your training is, you know, all the training and you just have to shut your brain off and let that really show up for the day, but also mentally, not just in how you execute your plan, but mentally be okay with, maybe you can't warm up the same. Maybe you have to do less warm-ups than you used to. Maybe you have to warm up differently than you used to. You have to share the platform. You have to deal with other people and their emotions of the day. Like there's so much that goes into it. And most people now that I've seen in doing this now for the few years and going to a lot of meets because I like going to them and helping, I there are some things that I realized over the weekend that some people just don't know. And I didn't know either until I you know, found out or someone told me. So I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you. And I'm going to start first with the lifters. So you are a lifter, whether it's your first meet, or even maybe it's not your first meet, but you're looking on to go to another meet, like you're just, you're choosing. I'd say you got your first meet out of the way and it was like, cool, it was a local meet or whatever. Meet selection. If you pick a meet, obviously timing is a big one. You wanna to try to time what would be ideal time for you with your, maybe whatever you have going on in your life, uh, time and training and how you want to essentially go about doing that. And um, you know, if you want six months off, you want a long off season, it really, there's a lot of factors to that. And so you're doing that and you're going to have to pick something. But one thing that goes overlooked when you're picking a meet, look at the gym. I went to one of the competitions this week was at a CrossFit gym. And whenever there's a meet at a CrossFit gym, it usually sucks. Um, this one was at least partially lucky enough that the meet director rented uh, or brought, I think brought his own, I'm not sure what they did, three combo racks and set them up in the back of the gym as a, as a warm-up area, along with extra kilo plates. But not many people have that. Like, that's a lot of equipment that had to be brought on, on a big truck on top of the you know, actual like kilo plates and competition rack that they used. So most of the time for um, when the competitions are at a CrossFit gym, they don't even, they won't have that. You'll have to use like the racks in the back, you know, those squat racks in the back of the CrossFit gyms and use their ollie bar, like they're like kind of crappy ollie bars and the bumper plates and like all the stuff that just isn't, you know, conducive to our sport, you know, but you would have, may have to do that. And it just is what it is. You make the most of it. And at the end of the day, weight is weight, but yeah, you want the most ideal conditions. And so that, so meat selection in terms of where it is, is a huge deal. You know, what about, what about the meat itself? Is it the first time they're doing a meat? Is it the second time? Is it the fifth time? You know, it will also kind of give a reflection possibly on how it'll be ran. Because if it's a place where they have done, let's say, the same meat every year for the past like three to five years, you're going to have it pretty dialed in, hopefully. And so that's, a, you know, you're going to have a good, or, you know, all the signs point to a good meat. You go somewhere where it's their first meat. Eh, hard to say. It would have to be, you know, do you know the director? Do you know the gym? Is it a nice gym? If you know, if you know of the director, like let's say in the sport and he's, uh, or she is well known in the community and they have a nice gym and they seem to have already have like a lot of good equipment and stuff going on. Like, cool. You know what? They probably will put on a good meet. Um, so, you know, you know, it's the first one, all the signs point to that. So 
That's meat selection. Then meat day. It is crucial. I'm going to emphasize this. Crucial that even our sport, you get hype and you, you know, we, we get emotional and a lot of us take it very seriously and personal, even though it is, you know, quote unquote, just a hobby to some or to the outside like we do. We, we love our sport. It is important to us. You have to respect, respect your judges. It's in any sport. Like that's just sportsmanship. You don't get to disrespect them. Even if they're, quote unquote, a bad judge or you disagree with their call, like judging is fucking hard. If they got into that chair, regardless if they're an asshole or not or whatever, like they still got in that chair. And most of the time, judges, they're trying their best. They're exhausted too. They got there probably earlier than you did. And yeah, they didn't have a train and they're not competing that day, but they may have been doing, you know, meets every weekend for this past month, say. And, you know, it's a, you're, they're having to sit there and like and try to judge and uphold standards and things are hard in the moment. And remember the rules and it's just and then all the stuff going on and lifters are going and making sure the spotters are right. You know, like there's so much that goes into it and you have to be empathetic to their part in that meet day experience. It will not only get you more respect, it will get you more, um, I would say, aware of just what goes on and to appreciate it. And. Honest, and at the end of the day, like, if you disagree with a judge's call, don't blame the judge. Always take accountability for yourself. If you get called for depth, well, and I, I'm training, so I will never have a question of my depth. You know, if they took the bar from me too fast, well, then I'm going to make sure that I, that I grind up, you know, that I move faster or I'm going to actively be grinding up so they can see that I'm working and I'm not just staying still mid-squat. You know, like you, you always take accountability like, well, for next time, I'm going to make sure that that doesn't happen again. You know, uh, it's always on you because you can't. That's, that's the lesson. You can take those lessons and be like, well, this training, I'm working on just being explosive out of the bottom. I'm working on just, you know, fucking depth pauses, like whatever it is, you know, bands and chains coming out of the hole, like, you know, anything. Like, there's always a lesson and again, meat day is a living organism. Part of the meat day competition is dealing and navigating with the calls. So, you know, it's like, do you train for that? Like if you get a bad call that, or a technicality and that fucks up your, your game plan, or have you trained to take bigger jumps? You know, like, have you, you know, how, like, have you trained and just in case how to strategically be like, man, I'm not going to be able to like hit a second because I missed my first on a technicality and, or, you know, whatever. And now I have, uh, maybe you retake it or maybe you go up anyway, which you can do. You know, everyone's different. Like, you know, cause maybe they, it's like, maybe you want to retake your opener, even though you've got it, but there's a technicality, but you want to, you, you just want to hit it again because you don't want to get in your head and miss your second. And then you're fucked, you know, with a heavier weight. So then you retake your first on your second, but you still want to try to go for your third or at least get close to it. You got to make a big jump. Did you train big jumps or were you someone who always is like, Small jump, small jump, small jump. Like, you have to do both. You know, as our friend uh, Mike from the True MDSM likes to say, um, and is awesome, you know, he actually has new, a new dropout of clothes, which you should go check out at TrueMDSM.com, is train for chaos. Be adaptable. And even when that happens, you don't fucking freak out. 
You don't be rude to the judges. You listen. Most of the time, judges are cool. And they're going to tell you, like, hey, this is why we called you. Here's how you fix it. Here's, what, here's how you can not have that happen next time. So respect that. Now, lifters, also, before we get into lifter, to handlers and coaches, you need to respect your handler or your coach. And sometimes they're different. Sometimes they're the same thing. But that day, your job is to lift. You're spending all – everything counts in me day. You're always expending energy, being emotional, thinking, any decisions. Like you needed to shut off and lift if you really want to get the most out of the day. And that's when you need your handler slash coach and or to take care of that stuff. So basically be your brain. They tell you, you warm up, do this many, you know, whatever. Like, of course, you can conversate. Like be like, are you sure? Like you can double check with them respectfully. Be like, I'm feeling like I don't need to do three for the warm up. I could do one. Like, you know, that that's fine. But for the most part, you have to be looking at like – like they they have the outside perspective. I'm in it. I have the adrenaline dump. I'm like I'm just here to lift, um, and trust them. That's why it's a very important job. But whoever you ask, that they know what they're doing. You trust them. That they are looking out for you. They know you. Now lifters and handlers, really the same thing goes. You need to respect the judges. You don't be someone who's a fucking asshole. If you're in the warm up room. If you don't know, if you're new here. Warm up room. Everyone helps everybody. Everyone loads for everybody. People have to jump in in the rotation, like, hey, can I get that? And maybe they're not going to be as heavy as you. It's okay. Fucking, you help strip it down. Everyone's just trying to get there. And if you're not helping everybody, you become an asshole. Over the weekend, some guy tried to literally, like, take over one warm-up area. Like, no, you're going to mess up my rotation. No, I don't want you to work in. My girl's already here. You know, if you're going to work in, you got to catch them up to my whatever. And he's just being a fucking asshole. It's like, dude, do you not know how things work? Like, you can't do that. That's horrible. Just, ugh, dude, it was such a fucking asshole you know like don't don't do that it's so selfish and why just why you know and it, you know and didn't it wasn't even, even a fucking good coach just it was like like who are you <laughs> um but yeah don't be that person so just understand that everyone has to help each other you know and if it's someone you don't know like fucking help them everyone's just trying to get through the day it's a lot um and that kind of you know empathy goes a long way and also, you need to know the rules. Like, have you not? If you've not read the rule book, you should read the rule book. And of course, you're not going to remember everything, and that's okay. So then, if something happens, you don't get mad. You listen. You thank them for teaching you. And now you have a reference, and you're not going to forget going forward. I bet you, because you have that experience. But just like take that opportunity to make adjustments. You have to adapt on the day of. You know, like it just it is what it is. Like you again, it's not training. You can't control the variables. You have to. Make the best of that day and treat it like a living organism. It's its own thing. And that's how you execute. And so it's really important that, you know, coaches and handlers, that you know where your lifter is in the, you know, in the lineup. You can't just be, I mean, you have to focus on them, but you have to every now and then have someone or you have to go over and look at the board and be like, okay, where are they? Did someone drop out? Did someone bomb out? Did someone not show up? Because that could mess up the lineup. You don't know. You know, maybe somebody did a really big jump on their next attempt, which is going to move them farther down, which is going to move your person up potentially. Like you have to have eyes on that, especially if the meet director or the meet itself is just not set up in a very advantageous way. And you have to like keep going and checking. You have to maybe get help and be like, hey, you're going to be my expedited person. Keep going and checking this, you know, the board every so often for me, you know, and send me texts or whatever. Like it just you have to think about those things. You know, and then warm-ups, you have to make sure that they're, they are getting warm, but it's not training. You don't want them to warm up like it's training where they're expending energy. It's 
priming them to express strength, not warming up to train and build strength. And that is a difference. Competition is strength expression, not strength training. And most people treat it the same. And that's why the idea of like, oh, it's another day lifting. Like that's true, but also how you approach it in the day to your body rate honestly is different. Because every time you warm up, that's energy gone. You know, like you, it's weight you've lifted, it's calories burned, and you're trying to put as much as you can into that day, into your main lifts. So warming up, you're trying to cons- consolidate your warm-ups to be as streamlined as possible to get you like primed, snappy, ready. You know, I think, honestly, I think like four to five warm-ups is like the, for me, is like the key range. Like for, um, you know, like for deadlifts, is like the easy, like this is an easy example. It's, you know, uh, 135 or 185, like honestly, whatever is just like kind of on the bar, the start, I'll take, I'll do that for like three to five. 225, two to three. And then after that, it's just singles, 315, 405, you know, say 475. My last minute I opened at 501, so then it was 475. That was it. This short, fast, snappy singles that I just held the top, made them super sharp and crisp. Um, same thing with squat, bar, plate, you know, bar for a couple, plate for two to three. 225 for two to three, 315 for one, uh, 375 for one, 350 for one, 405 for one. And then I think I opened with like 420 something. Like that was it. Like it just controlled, snappy, you know. And now that and you're like, well, that's not a lot of worms. Well, you should be warmed up. You should, there are other ways you can do it. You can do planks, you can do short little goblet squats to get a quick pump. But also your engagement and your focus that day should also get you pretty warm. Um, you know, do some, you know, a little bit of like quick mobility, just stuff that's really low impact, low intensity that can prime you if that's something you're really worried about or you're worried about your lifter or whatnot. So respect, you know, your handlers, respect your judges, the meat director, have poise, have professionalism. That's where it's you know, like, there's so many people who like, make such a dramatic show out of it. But at the end of the day, like that's one reason that sometimes our sport gets held back. I think in people's like perception is because we don't, some people don't treat it with the same uh, professionalism, poise and sportsmanship as, you know, ollie lifters do to theirs or whatever, you know, all lifting, ollie lifting meets are fucking like golf. They don't yell really. There's no music. It's they're super kind of snooty. Sorry guys. It's true, um, you know, and just kind of have that the air about them. But you can give them credit. They're focused and they run like a well-oiled machine and they don't make a fucking scene, you know. So keep that in check. And, you know, and it's okay to be happy and be proud, but just also be humble and be respectful. So going into meets, know this, you know, you know prepare, have your snacks, you know, and have, it's supposed to be fun. It's a fun day to like, you know, the people you meet and live with, you become friends with and you bond over that time and you, you're going out there and putting your all on a platform, being judged in front of people. Like it's a lot, but it's also really fucking cool. And you always, and you know, you learn so much in such a day and it's a really valuable experience. If you can treat it that way with the respect, no matter what happens, good or bad, and you take 
it's like I've now learned from this. This is a new milestone that I, my new my my new baseline is here. Every meet's a new baseline for you to grow on top of, and if you give it that respect, it'll take you very far. You know, so know know your rules, and also go to other meets, go help out, spot and load, help handle people, just go help out a warm up room. You know, wrap knees, or just go support. The more you're around it, the more you learn. You see strategies. You see how things go. You'll see circumstances and see how they get resolved. Like the more references you have, the more prepared you'll be. All right. Well, that's it for today. I covered everything. Uh, sorry if that was just fucking shooting from the hip, but stuff that I do think is important going forward. So, all right. I'll catch you guys next week. Tune in. And always, if you have any questions or if you have suggestions, please reach out. And uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. This is Nicholas. Catch you next time on the Nerds Live podcast. Nerds Live podcast.